Hello and welcome to the 27th episode of Simpler Sound. Evan, I just realized we missed an opportunity last week to say, uh, Jesus Christ, this is the 26th episode of Simpler Sound. All our podcasts have gotten married and have kids. Well, 26 is actually my my favorite number. Really? Mm-hmm. I don't know if any if 26 is anyone else's favorite number in the whole entire world. So here's my here's my reasoning behind 26. Um, when I was in sixth grade, maybe sixth grade, uh, this girl came to my school. Her name was Lindsay Shepard, and her dad played hockey for the Hurricanes. His name oh. was Ray, his name was Ray Shepard, and he I, wore I the number like 26. Is that a popular guy? Um, he bounced around to a bunch of different teams. Uh, he was never a superstar, but he, okay. uh, he's you know he was a pretty like decent player. Um, and his number was twenty six. And uh, my friends and I, my group of like three or four friends, basically all had this weird like thing where she would, you know, sixth grade date one of us for like a month and then go to somebody else. You know, it was like one of those weird things. So were you the 26th boy she dated? No, but her, again, her dad's number was 26. And, um, then we kind of realized that she was kind of a weirdo and, uh, kind of adopted 26 as our, as our friend group number. Hmm. I see. Oh. What's, what do you think my favorite number is? 23. No. However much money is in your bank account. Mm, that's a big number. Is it? It's okay. Well, you, well, you know that if uh, yours. if our podcast goes under next week, we will be in the 27 Club. Oh, my God. Would you rather it go under on the 27th than like the 30th? I mean, we could be in the. We could update the Wikipedia page to right. say that the Simpler Sound podcast is in the yeah, we could, club. yeah, it could be Simpler Sound oh twenty seventh, the twenty seventh club final episode. We might just have to kill it. So otherwise, how are you? You didn't ask me what my favorite number was. What's your favorite number? It's twelve. I don't care. Wow, I don't know anyone else whose favorite number is in the twenties. If you're if you are a human being and your favorite number is larger than twelve. Uh, please, please write in, tweet at Evan Lucy, tell him your favorite number. Um, we would love to know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, can I, can I say something real quick? Yes. Uh, I have become helplessly, hopelessly devoted and obsessed with the show Bloodline. Oh, so I, I, uh, um, that's not my next show to start. Dude. Yeah. Oh, wow. You know why I want to watch it. Coach Taylor. Coach Taylor. Coach Taylor. Um, it's incredible. It starts off a little slow. I will I'm, say I'm that. I'm cool with the slow opener. It's but, like how uh, that was like our relationship. Yeah, exactly. Um, but boy, so I I got through twelve of the thirteen episodes, and then last night it was like two in the morning, and I had one more left, and I said I can't. I, I got to go to work tomorrow. I can't watch another one. So as soon as we're done here, I'm going to watch the last episode, and I'm so excited. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I just started finally the third season of Orange is the New Black this past weekend. Um, and it was great. Or it is great. Um, and that is probably my next Netflix show. There's this other show called um, Sense8 on Netflix that I think I'm going to watch too. 
Um, but I think Bloodline is next just since I've had that waiting for a while. And now since True Detective has um, what's-his-face from... Uh, Vince Vaughn. No. The other guy from Friday Night Lights. Taylor Lautner. Taylor, no, what? No, t- Taylor Kirch. Taylor Kirch. Kirch. I really now want to see Coach Taylor in another show. Uh, and then, you know, it's just like, I, I will not watch Nashville. Is that the show that the woman, the mom is in? Yeah. Yeah, I won't watch that, but like, I'll watch everything else. So Okay, fair. Yeah. Um, just wanted to get that in there because I'm I'm super excited to finish the uh, the show tonight. Mm-hmm. But we have a uh, we have a question. Do we? Why don't you read it? Okay. It says, uh, I don't have your name. I apologize. It, says, was, what? it was anonymous. Zach deleted the name. It was um, anonymous. Why is there such a double standard about male and female fans? I consider myself to be a fangirl for Fall Out Boy, but I respect the band as much as guys do. It makes me feel like less of a fan because I'm a teenage girl. I feel ashamed to be a fan, but without good reason. I understand that some of us take things too far, but that doesn't speak for everyone else. I just hate being seen as brainless, ditzy, and lacking good taste. It's very sexist and disheartening. This makes me sad. It is. I mean, it should. I think, you know, I, I, uh, I've been try- I have tried to, yeah, I have attempted to be a lot more conscious about my word choice lately, my pronoun and general word choice lately, um, as the internet has um, taught me better. And I don't say that sarcastically. I mean that. Um, basically you just stopped calling me fat. I didn't, I mean, what we talk to each other about in private, obviously, (laughs) uh, does not make us hypocrites at all. So excuse me. Um, you know, I, have started doing, I've started doing sit-ups each morning and I, I think it has, uh, helped my stomach area. You have sculpt abs now? No, I mean, I, they're not even abs yet, but I, I honestly think I, I can tell over the past two weeks I've been doing this that my stomach is definitely more flat and I'm going to keep this up. And I, and I do wonder, I'm not trying to get like, you know, abs like you have, but I do wonder if, if I could really get a, a, a decent looking tummy, you know, you got to do the plank, man. What's the plank? It's is like, that like uh, that dumb thing teenagers used to do. Well, that's planking. Okay. That's different. Th- Yes, yeah, so this is like... Uh, Thank you, you for teaching me about what the youths do. The youths, yes. So say you were going to do a push-up. You know how to do a push-up? Uh, yeah, I do. I can't do one, but I do know about it. Okay, so instead of you know being up on your hands, you would put your, your forearms down on the ground, right? Okay, oh. And you, and you would just okay. hold that position. For how long? For as long as you want. You think that would hurt my wrist? Uh, No, because the... Well, you, you should try it. But Where's the, the weight go? Majority of the weight is kind of on your upper forearm to your elbow. Do you just do it on a wood floor? Like, is my body like it? Is the wood? I, ha- I have a carpet that I do the most. I don't have a carpet. I got a nice wood floor that I'll be subletting out in a month. Uh, you don't have any carpet at all? Zero carpet in Philly. Ooh. Mm, well, probably no planks then. Okay. No planks. I've been, yeah. So the, the sit ups have been working. I, uh, it's, I do it at 8 30 every morning. You do sit-ups on a on a hardwood floor? No, so I, I yeah, I had so I did it the first day like that, and then my back hurt for four days uh because of the wood. Mm-hmm. So now uh so the way my studio is set up is I have a desk like in front of my queen size bed. Um and there's a, like a litter there's a space uh on the upper area of the desk that you can like run cords through, but it happens to be a very good size for you can like put your 
you know, like your feet in there. I don't know if I'm making sense. So I lay down on my bed and then I put my feet in there. So I'm like straight and sturdy. And uh, does that make sense? No, I have no idea what you're talking about. You have about. no idea what I'm talking send, about? Send me a video tomorrow. Okay, so when I, when I, I feel like I, I was thinking about this the other day. I'm like, wow, I think something, you know, uh, remained in my head from gym class as a kid. They would always have us put our feet under like, um, like under like the, the, the sidewall of the wall and the floor of the wall in the gym. Or they'd have someone hold your feet. Right, right. And so that's, that's what I'm going for here with yeah. uh, putting my feet under a desk. And uh, yeah, so I've been doing that. And my uh, bed is pretty like sturdy, my mattress. So I used to put weights on my feet. Whoa, really? Well, like not like huge weights, but just enough to just enough to keep your feet down. Right. Yeah. So this this is a, this is good leverage, I should I guess. Uh, and so yeah, I've been doing that every day for the past two weeks. I'm gonna keep doing it every day for the foreseeable future. And I, I can see it that it's making a slight difference here. Uh, send me send me a picture of your beautiful stomach. I don't want to do that. Give me I, give me another two weeks. Okay, another two weeks. Uh, let's get back to this question. Okay. Um, oh, <laughs> so I uh, one of the best things that I I've heard is that uh, you know I, I was out last year talking to All Time Low for um, for their alt press cover for the most anticipated albums of 2015. By the way, I can finally announce that. Uh, so yeah, I wrote I wrote the Wonder Years cover. Wow, Evan, how have you done so much? <laughs> that's why i flew to san francisco for one day did we tell the monster story uh yeah we told that last week well that's why evan was with me he didn't fly out to see me i know i was hurt too he actually didn't tell me until he was there and he's like you know what man i i said i was coming out for you uh but actually i have some other stuff to do you're not that even going to be able to find out until uh until there's a live periscope at warp tour that <laughs> announces it and crashes all, right. all press's website so anyway um so all well, time one, mo- one more moment. How many cover stories have you done now? Eight. I would like to give Evan a slow clap. It's got to hit ten, man. Do you think that you're ongoing? Like, do you think if you were to keep up this pace for another year that you would have the most cover stories of a non-alt-press staff member? As you think, Do you think that's a legitimate possibility? Have you wow. thought about that? I haven't thought about that. I think Trevor Kelly ha- probably has a ton. Who's that? He used to work at Alt Press, but he doesn't mm-hmm. anymore. And, and Ryan Downey would be the other one, right? Ryan Downey has a ton as well. Right, but you're you could you could definitely you're definitely I would imagine top five. I feel like I'm top five. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, but anyway, so I was out with All Time Low, and and they are going to be in this movie called Fangirl, um, and with with Meg Ryan, I think is in this movie. And I asked Alex, I I said, you know, like. It's just for fun, like, um, you know, what are some of your experiences as as fans or fanboys or whatever? And he said, you know, I don't really like the term fangirl because it's kind of demeaning and it it in some way implies that your your uh, love of a band is taken to an extreme level and it's, it's in some way like wrong. And I thought that was a really refreshing take on it because fan is short for fanatic. So by virtue of being a fan of something, you are, you know more in tune with it and obsessed with it than than most people are i would agree i uh it it is funny because like we we have changed the word fan to not mean fanatic right but yeah at the same time you just said that that's what fan means and it's true but as we all change the uh english language uh that that has become not true anymore so 
that being said, like, it's really easy, I think, to call someone, like, a fangirl or a fanboy, but at the same time, like, would rather that person like the band, especially if I'm in that band or work with that band or like that band too, than not, probably. And I don't think it's a bad thing. Yes, some fans are overly fanatical about the bands, right? And do weird things, whether they're a girl or a guy, right? Like, Haley Williams gets just as much or actually definitely way worse um, interaction from really strange male fans as whatever Alex Gaskarth may get from maybe eccentric, you know, female fans. But I do think it has become a term that is obviously just kind of spearheadedly mean. And I think that is a bummer. And I, and I do think that uh, you would, I don't know that I've ever really seen a female individual online or a friend of mine in person call like a guy, a fanboy. But I call you a fanboy all the time. You do, but I, I'm just, I just mean like, I think you see kind of jerky dudes peep calling like girls, fangirls in a negative way, but I don't know that I've ever seen a, or like read a, a girl or a woman call someone like a fanboy. You know, you feel me there? I feel like fanboys are, um, you hear it a lot with like comic book stuff. Yeah, 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 like, definitely. Like there's or all tech these Star stuff, Wars fanboys, right? Like, Stuff like that. That's more kind of fanboy stuff. The guys who dress up for Star Wars premieres and things like that. Yeah, yeah. And and tech too, I think, like Apple fanboys. Oh, yeah. Which absolutely. I which I obviously am. And I am like a large like I this is the thing, like, it's almost a bummer because like I don't I don't take an offense to someone calling me like an Apple fanboy. I love the company. I'm also invested in the company, but I love the company. Would you ever get an Apple tattoo? No, I wouldn't. Really? Yeah, I don't think like like the logo. Yeah, no, I would, I would, I could definitely, I definitely probably see myself getting some kind of computer or technology related tattoo. You know, like I want to get an iPod tattooed on me, but you know what I mean. <laughs> I think if you get an and pizza logo, they might give you free pizza for life. I think that's a thing. Isn't that just an of mice and men logo? <laughs> it's just an ampersand. <laughs> um, I like. The, the, you know, I could see myself getting a little like Apple II or, you know, like some kind of like computer like that. Or, you know, I'm, I'm sure I'll get something tech related in my life tattooed on me, but I'm not going to get a Apple tattooed on me, which is not I don't have any problem with people that do do that. But um, I don't know. I just I don't I, I, I do. I do think people are often made fun of. Like I, I have a friend that. um I see at lots of shows and she's a few years younger than to me, younger than me. And she goes to as many shows or more than I do. And she does not work at any of these shows. She goes and enjoys herself and buys tickets to, you know, I think she's going to six warp shows this year. Right. And she's paying Ugh. money and, and she's paying money for those. And, you know, I think that's incredible. Like it's okay to be that passionate. You may be that passionate forever. You may not be, but you don't, I don't think you should be called a fangirl for that in a negative way. Like, what is wrong with supporting an artist or a band or something you love? You know, if that's your priority, that's your priority. I spent $400 on a PS4 last week. Like, I don't see, I don't think it's a problem if someone spends $400 going to 40 shows in a year or 25 shows in a year, you know? Um, so, I don't know. It, it, it bums me out sometimes. You know, you know what? Yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, my advice would be, you know, just 
find whatever you love, Fallout Boy, whatever, and just support the hell out of it. And who cares what people say? Yeah, unless it's Attila. Yeah. Or Johnny those, Craig. Yeah, those people can just... Or Ronnie uh, Racky. Or Evan those, Lucy. <laughs> thanks, buddy. Um, so speaking of, uh, I think, fangirls, or people who... Uh, a band who people associate fangirls with... Okay, we'll talk about Blink. Uh, my favorite band, Five Seconds of Summer just released a new song or kind of hot evan i know you've been doing those push-ups i know uh, and i know you've been doing those sit-ups so together we have like one decent looking body <laughs> yeah so um it was really cool um joel and benji madden released a new song last week a new fo- <laughs> a new good charlotte song called she's kind of hot and it definitely had throwback vibes to those good charlotte albums from 10 years ago and yeah it looks to be heating up the charts right now good charlotte's back they have 3.1 million youtube views on this song and they're doing it again so here's the thing um yeah like like you said the song was was written with uh with benji and joel madden uh who they have worked on a lot of songs with um They've also been working on uh, this record, which is yet to be announced, but they've been working Do you think with... this will be on the record? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. This will probably be the first song on the album. You mean like track one? Track one, yeah. Really? Yeah. Why do you think that? Well, I just know that the, the last time they released a record, the first song was the first single they released. Was uh, American Apparel was song one? Yeah, she looks so perfect. Was no. the first song on that album? I've, I've never. I don't. I don't know anything about the album besides some of those songs. That's interesting. I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. So, um, so they released this song called "She's Kind of Hot," and uh, it's uh, it's it's a bit different for them. I was surprised at the direction that they took with this. It's very like not. It is a weird as hell song. Yeah. Like it is a weird. It is a funky. It is. I will say undeniably a hit like whether it's a hit or not it's got like one of those songs it's like you get to the end and you're like whether you hate it or love it you're like this is kind of a hit and i did not like the song but i was like this is kind of a hit meanwhile i did think she's so perfect that's what it's called right she looks so perfect she looks so perfect on a bashed hit i not like i really like that song but i i really feel like she's kind of hot which i don't like is definitely a hit and it's weird. There's no real chorus, and the melody is the same the whole time. Yeah, there's not a distinct chorus melody, which is again very kind of risky. Um, so but here's it the works. Thing, yeah, here's the thing about this song. Like you said that it reminds you of like throwback Good Charlotte, and I definitely hear that. I definitely hear um, the thing that I kind of like about these guys is you can tell um, all of the writers that they have their their kind of musical style shines through. Right, like you could hear this on a good charlotte record you can hear the madden brothers or joel madden singing this song it sounds like just very de- uh, definitely them um same thing with the songs that alex, alex gaskar wrote with them on the last record they basically kind of sound like all-time low songs um but i also heard a lot of other different things in this song i heard uh and then i kind of heard um teenagers by my chem a little bit Oh, interesting. I heard, I definitely heard Gives You Hell, like you said. And I, I just heard like this kind of Sum 41 spirit in there. But I think that, oh, well, I, I think what I heard most, and I did see some feedback about this too. I definitely heard some in between American Idiot and 21st Century Breakdown Green Day. Oh, yeah. Those, those, like that wall of guitars is yeah. super Green Day. So, what do you think about a band? like this that 
wear like that obviously wears like pop punk on their sleeve that so many of these songs if not the overwhelming amount of them on their new album and their last album um are just like clearly not theirs to the point where you can hear you know it's like a little different i think having songwriting help but the song still sounding like your own you know there was i don't know what five seconds of summer sound like um because to me like this song is five other bands from 10 years ago. And so I just don't know what they sound like. Like Five Seconds of Summer does not have a sound to me. They are just the sound of truly everyone else on every different song. And I don't know that I've ever had like that feeling about someone else that I could potentially listen to. Hmm. That's really interesting. I never thought about it like that. I've also never, I also have not heard any of the other songs in this record. I've been told that this one sounds more pop punk than the last mm. one. Like the whole album? The whole album sounds, it's it's a more cohesive pop punk sound than the last one. That could be interesting. Yeah, and I mean, it makes sense given the people that they worked with. They wrote with some of the Simple Plan dudes. Um, they wrote with Derek from Sum 41. Uh, they did a lot of stuff with, uh, with Mike Green. Who, An all-time um, low, right? Did you say that already? They wrote some songs with Alex. I know they wrote a song called Airtight with him. They wrote a song called Catch Fire with him. Um, they probably wrote like four or five songs with Alex. Um, again, I have no idea how many will be on the album or whatever. And so did they record with Feldman again? Yeah, and I think uh, I think Feldman has been upgraded to executive producer on this record. What does that mean? It just means that, you know, he who's is... The, who's the other producer? Like, what does that mean? Like, what does that mean? It's like, uh, okay, so so I don't know if they've gone off. So on the last one, they went off and did different songs with different people. Right, you know? right, right. Um, and so some of the songs were produced by different people. So if that were to happen again... He would be the overall guy. He's the overall guy. So like Clive Davis or L.A. Reid are like executive producers on records. Mm. So like they have the final say on what on how the uh, record's going to sound. I've never heard of there being an executive producer before. Yeah. That's really interesting. I like to think that you're my executive. Thanks. You're, you're my engine. You're my engineer. I don't. I don't know. I'll be your sound guy. You can be my sound guy. Okay. That's cool because my friend works with Feldman, so that's neat. Again, yeah, they'll, they'll have another. Cervini, they'll have a, right? Yeah, they'll have a number one album again. <laughs> uh, it's, it's. I do it's, wonder how many of this will sell. Right. The last one sold a ton. You want to guess right now? No. I when don't. When do you think the album will come out? Uh, you had to I pick have, a month. I have literally no idea, uh, nothing to base this off of. I would say the beginning of October. Okay, so you definitely think this year? Oh yeah, I think they're on a. I think they're on a One Direction thing where they're going to release a new record every year. All right. Yeah, I would say end of October. I, I don't think it'll be in the middle of this U.S. tour that they're on, that they're currently on. Uh, which which has in, grossed a buttload of money. Yeah, I was looking at it today. I think the receipts from the first, like, 35 shows are over $14 million. <laughs> I am currently shaking my head. Uh, um, I wonder, like, okay, what this But I will say that for all of the consternation about how this band is, like, bad for pop punk or whatever, how they're not pop punk, they took out State Champs, man, and State Champs is getting... Not a huge bump, but they're getting no, a bump. No, 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 no. They got a real ass bump. Did they? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> From what I've been told, they got a real ass bump. 
Well, then there you go. I mean, like, how is that bad for anything? And I'm not. I'm one of the, I mean, we both know. Like, we are both two of the people that have been trumpeting this for a while. And especially if you, like, if the album is, like, a pop punk album. You know, I still don't think they're going to take out, like, I mean, I don't know who they would take out in the U.S. from this world. I, you know, I guess, actually, if All Time Low does really keep this up, I could foresee that, right? Like, if All Time Low is really selling records. But... I don't know who they would take out. But anyway, I, I think it's only good. You know, I think I think if a 13-year-old falls in love with Five Seconds of Summer and four years later, someone's like, you should check out Blink-182 or Brand New or Knuckle Puck or The Wonder Years and they transition into that. There's nothing wrong with that. That's phenomenal, I think. I'm all about it. I will say that I've kind of... Uh, I don't do a lot of like poking around on social media. I typically just like stay in my lane. As someone who's this is like, this is this is fully not true. No, I Evan, kind of just Evan. Yeah. I will I will tell the listeners. No one finds more stuff on the internet than Evan does. <laughs> I not, don't even understand where it comes from. It's not all social media stuff, but I will say that like, uh, I'm starting to see people who, the same people who call Alex Gascard dad, call Derek from State Champs dad, and it's like. <laughs> five seconds of summer state champs all-time low like they love all of these bands and i don't yeah, see man. how that's how anybody who is a naysayer unless you're just unless you're just against this to be against it which is fine that's your prerogative but i don't see how you can say that this is a bad thing for any of these bands like they truly love state champs they went to the state champs played a they played like a sideshow at a club in Australia and the five seconds of summer guys were there side stage watching them. Like it's not for show. They're not trying to do this to get some cred. Like they actually, no, they really love, love these bands. bands. I mean, they don't tweet about them all day. I'm like on accident. I am waiting. I am waiting for them to tweet about knuckle puck, but <laughs> like, come on guys. <laughs> like, what do we have to do? Release an album in 13 days for you to get on it. Go buy Jeez. the new knuckle puck album. Copacetic in 13 days. It's great. 11 days, 11 days. You don't like all of it though. What was that? You don't like it all. I like most of it. Okay. I'll tell you what, man. That song, Pretense, is great. Ah, I'm so glad I was wrong. I can admit it. I can, you know, I can be the bigger man. Sometimes never, the man is wrong. You're never the bigger man. I was I, I told the band on Saturday, on yesterday was Warped Tour, on Sunday, I'm so glad you outvoted me and picked this song. And then I left the bus. They, they kicked me off. So speak. Uh, so transitioning from uh, we talked about state champs, another band that Five Seconds of Summer really loves, Bring Me the Horizon. Boom, 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 boom. That's my breakdown. Um, they really love Bring Me the Horizon, and Bring Me the Horizon uh, had some news last week. They released a new song called Happy Song, and they announced that they are signing to Columbia. A is substream this a, is this exclusive. A, is this a big deal? Not a big deal. No. I'm, I also don't think this is a big well, deal either. Whoa, whoa, hold on. I do think it's a big deal for them. I get, are you asking if it's a big deal for the scene? In general, is this a big deal? Yes and no. I think it's a very big deal for Bring Me the Horizon. I think they're going to only... I, I think Bring Me the Horizon could be the next example of an arena band in our world. Um, and I really think that it'll happen, actually. Um, I think that Columbia is going to put a... Uh, a ton of backing into them and that they're going to get a huge jump off of it. I think Columbia will try to plug them into just all the 
all the middle states <laughs> where people love uh, strange music and creed. It's, it's a lot of eyebrow rock. Right, right, right. And I think Bring Me the Horizon rings. want that. Um, and I think they're going to get it. But I saw a lot of talk on Twitter like, this is the start of all the metalcore bands going to major labels. And, you know, just to, just to put that to rest, um, there are not a lot of big metalcore bands. Um, and all those big metalcore bands are already on major labels. Did you know that? Like who? Like of Mice and Men. They're not a major. Yeah, they are. Oh, uh, well, they, technically they are now, yeah. They are. They're already there. This is the thing. The only, the only metalcore band that is bigger than them all, except Bring Me the Horizon, is Pierce the Veil, who are on Fearless, who also sold, and who have another two albums on Fearless. So none of, none of this is happening. Of Mice and Men have a long-term deal with Rise. Um, Pierce the Veil have another probably six years ahead of them before they would release another album on a different label. Um, we Came in Romans are like dead uh, oh no, that's not the band. Uh, Asking Alexandria, rather, are, got a new singer. I don't know about them. We came in Romans, just releasing out. Like, you know, all all these bands are locked up. Uh, please, uh, please stop saying we came in Romans. It's we came as Romans. So we came as Romans. That, all these bands are. That's that's a different thing in the bathhouses. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all these bands are locked up, and I I just don't think any of them are transitioning anytime soon. And I think, you know, Of Mice and Men will continue on. The only band that I could see going to a major label would be A Day to Remember. Um, And I don't think A Day to Remember are going to go to a major label. So, I don't know. I I don't think it's a big deal for other bands. I think it is a very big deal, though, for Of Mice and Men. And I'm sorry, for Bring Me the Horizon. And I'm very curious to see what happens with them. I'll tell you why this is not a big deal to me. Okay. Their last record, which was called Sempaternal, yep. came out in April of 2013. Yep. They were already on a major label worldwide. Not in America, though. Right. But worldwide, they, they were on RCA, yeah, which, yeah, is a, yeah. which is a subsidiary of Sony. Yeah. And, and it came which out in the own, States, yeah. in Canada, through Epitaph. Yeah. They already had a global major worldwide push. Right, but it's the U.S. we're talking about here. Right. But they're already huge in the U.S. Like, this is not, to me as big a deal as I think a lot of people are. But Evan, what if they can go from playing uh, the Fillmore to playing, you know, an arena or an amphitheater? That's where, that's obviously why Columbia signed them because they think they can go to that level. Well, we have seen in this scene, um, that's a really weird thing to say. Uh, a lot of these bands, not a lot of them, but a handful of them, Playing things like, um, uh, like the Carolina Rebellion, and all those things that are sponsored by Monster that that are like dude and dudes and wife beaters and eyebrow rings go to, you know, like racetracks. Yes. That are headlined by like Chevelle and Corn and stuff like that. Breaking Benjamin. Um, bands like um, Bring Me the Horizon, Coheed plays these sometimes. A Day to Remember plays a bunch of them. Beartooth plays a bunch of them. So we're seeing bands who are come from this scene transition into this weird like radio rock thing already. Um, I, I just don't think this is going to be a huge, a huge bump for them. They're already, they are, they are already a huge band. Um, and I don't know. I just don't, I don't think it's 
a huge needle mover for me. You're definitely going to regret saying this. I mean, you won't regret saying this, but you're going to be wrong. <laughs> I'm going to, yeah, I'm definitely going to regret. Like, the album has sold, like, 200,000 copies, and it leaked three months early, the last one. So I, I just think the potential massiveness of this record, if it's done right, if they get real radio rock, like, is a big, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot to think about there, I think, you know. Um, and, I, and I'm really just kind of curious. I mean, it, it didn't surprise me though, because they again they were already on a major me, for it, most of the, for most of the world. They were on a major, so it's not like, oh, this is incredible. It's like, oh, okay, now they're just doing major in the U.S. and Canada. I agree, but I think they have a lot of room to grow here, and that's what's exciting about it. Do you think? Um, so obviously their sound has, has now changed as well. They've gotten away very far away from where they started. Um, yes. And I think, I think there were some comments on, uh, on this new song that they released that said, Oh, I didn't know Seether was making new music again. Yeah. You know who Seether is? Dude, I love Seether. Do you? No, I mean, I like that one song with Amy Lee because Evanescence was my first favorite band. Hmm. I don't know any other Seether songs though. I don't Do even you, think that's a Seether song. I don't remember what it's called. I think it's called Broken. Yeah, you know I think that, that is. I think that is Seether. But do you, do you think Shinedown fans are gonna like this music? What is Shinedown? <laughs> Shinedown is one of the biggest uh, biggest radio rock bands. So is that like Hinder? Like is it like Three Doors Down? Like Creed? Yeah, it's again, it's like red. It's like Red State Rock. It's like people who go to NASCAR races listen to this stuff. I definitely think it's possible. I think if I think I think it depends on the level of new metal. I mean, Breaking Bad just sold like two Breaking <laughs> Breaking Benjamin just sold like two hundred thousand records. So I think it's possible. Yeah, and there are a lot of dudes going to get their eyebrows pierced at Claire's too. I think it's well. That doesn't mean like this is the thing. I think I think Bring Me the Horizon want this. So yeah, I don't know. I'm not. Yeah, I, I think it's going to happen. I just hope all of the tattoo parlors uh, across the country are ready for the influx of uh, barbed wire and tribal tattoos they're going to get once this new Bring Me the Horizon record comes out. That's a Wonder Years lyric, I think. Is it? No, it's not. Tribal. Yeah, I mean, tri- never mind. Tribal tattoos is, but that's okay. 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 Would you ever get a tribal tattoo? <sighs> is that like the... Like, are those, like... I don't really know what a tribal tattoo is. Google it. I'll wait. Oh, no. (laughs) So this is a tribal tattoo. These are, like, what the bros with muscles wear. Oh, yeah. Yeah, here's a bunch of bros with muscles with It's the people who would love this music, yeah. Do you think, like, they know what it means? Like, even even if it turns out to be wrong, like, when people get Chinese characters and they're wrong, like, do you think they go into it thinking, like... This is what it means. No, I just think they want some sick ink, bro. I'm so weird. Like, where's their blink tattoo? I can't wait for Bring Me the Horizon to go on tour with Disturbed. See, that's what would be it. Man, that would be sick. That'd be get aw- sick. Oh, it'd be awful. For, you don't even like Bring Me the Horizon. I think I thought Sun Paternal was a great record. Really? Yeah. Interesting. I mean, it's just so not my kind of music. I've listened to it. I don't think it's bad. Like I listen to the I I, I will listen to this new record, but it's not not for me. Wow. So, do you like Shine Down? This band I've never heard of. No. Okay. 
Can you imagine Ollie Sykes sitting in a boardroom at Columbia Records, like listening to them pitch a uh, pitch the band on the on the label? Like that dude seems like he's got just like clouds in his brain. No, you're so wrong. He is a straight up businessman. He seems like he has no idea what's going on. on dude, you're basis. you're so wrong. He he has multiple stores in the UK. He has he, a he has a wildly successful business and and overseas. That's fine. He can barely string a sentence together. I'm, I'm just telling you, he's a good businessman. He, uh, I think Ollie Sykes has really gotten his shit together. I don't like, I don't know or like the or dislike the guy, but it seems like he's really tried to get his stuff together over the last few years from the uh, from the very bad place he used to be in. It's hard to be. I, I don't, I don't think I'll run into too many ketamine addicts in my lifetime. You know, I don't even know what ketamine is. Really, it's it's uh, it's horse drugs. How is that guy not dead? I don't know. Semp eternal. <laughs> or as people say, sand pit turtle, I guess. Is that a thing? It's a misheard thing, yeah. Is that the name of this show? This podcast? No, we're the 27 Club. No, that's the next one. But we're dead. This is episode 26. No, this is 27, dog. Really? Yep. Wow. All right. What's next? I don't know. Now I'm really thrown off. <laughs> uh, have you heard of a band called Johnny Craig and the Slaves? I've heard of Princess Leia and the Slaves. What is that? Oh, I forgot you've never seen Star Wars. I mean, I know what Princess Leia is. I'm not I mean, going to... I know sp- Blink-182. <laughs> I won't spoil it for you. Just watch Return of the Jedi at some point. Okay. Ugh, how have you never seen Star Wars? I uh, I finally have all the torrents to download the versions that Connor and Adrian would like me to see. So. Yeah, don't watch that new special edition stuff. It's garbage. Yeah, they got me. Whatever they 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 it was on them. So now I, I have the stuff. Um, I'll probably watch it after I move back home. We'll see. Should watch I feel tonight. like that. No, I feel like that would take me like nine hours. Are they long movies? I mean, they're like two hours each. Got it. I feel like Star Wars today should be three hours long. See, I don't typically like I, like I would never go to see like Lord of the Rings or any of those things that are three hours long, just mostly because I it's cheaper for me just to go to sleep at home. Um I, I have more of an interest to see Lord of the Rings than I do Star Wars, I think. Nah, I'm not into elves and goblins and the Wizard of the Forest and stuff do like that. Do you not like Harry Potter? I do actually like Harry Potter. Um, I don't know. The, I, I can understand at least what they're saying. Uh, there's too <laughs> many weirdos in, in Lord of the Rings for me. Okay. Uh, at I, least uh, most of the people in Harry Potter are like humans. I saw I saw Ant Man this weekend, and you gave me a hard time about it. Coming up next, Bathtub Man transform into a bathtub. People really like this comic. It was a I, great movie. I think they've just run out of things to make superheroes. How they they? How does was, he not? How does he not get stepped on in the first twenty seconds of this movie? He does. Well, how's the movie not over then? Because ants uh, have the ability to withstand fifty times their force. Yeah, but if you and he has a special and... suit on. Ugh. Oh, here we go. Why don't you go to Comic Con, man? 
I'm not because I'm on, I'm a fake comic book guy. I, I just like, like the movie. I just like movies, man. That's fine. It's fine. I'm just very disappointed in you. Okay. So anyway, Johnny Craig and the Slaves. Yes. Tell, give the people a background. Uh, so Johnny Craig was this guy typically known as a really horrible person, uh, was a drug addict, uh, stole a bunch of money for some, from some kids, promised to sell them MacBooks, didn't do that, then made a bunch of jokes about it, then did a bunch more drugs, then he was in rehab, then he wasn't, then he made a video of himself shooting heroin, and then he did some other stuff, and then he was in rehab again, and now I think he's out of rehab, and he's in this band called Slaves. He was in a band called Dance Gavin Dance and a band called Imorosa, I think, right? Was yeah, he in both but, of those yeah, bands? Yeah, he was in both bands. Yep. And he's now he's in a band called Records. Now he's in a band called Slaves. And uh Slaves is, was on the Warp Tour. Well, 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 well. They uh they in were theory, not on they any were, they were not on any Warp Tour shows, I know. They were in the parking lot at the Warp yes, Tour. They were in the parking lot and they got there. Uh Johnny Craig, who is a uh recovering addict, uh recovering heroin addict. Um, who it, it does seem like he has been clean off of heroin for several years, um, does drink and does still drink. Um, I'm not really sure one way or another if that's like allowed or not. Um, but he got really drunk uh, and he uh, harassed their merch um, employee who is a female. I'm not sure if it was just normal harassment or sexual harassment or whatever, but he Either harassed way, harassment is bad. Right. He harassed their merch girl. Um and uh it so happened that Warp Tour put in their contract that they're not allowed that Johnny Craig was not allowed to drink on the tour. Manager, band, tour manager, whatever, booking agent didn't read this. They just signed the contract. Um and so Kevin Lyman uh, decided to call a vote for the tour to decide whether he should stay on or not. And uh, two days later, at this vote, they removed uh, Slaves and Johnny Craig from work tour. And uh, quite quite a turn of events, really. Um, no brain. I don't think he should have been on the tour in the first place. But uh, yeah. So there's a lot to unpack here. Um, I would like to start with this. If this is put to a vote, why was the front porch step thing not put to a vote? Yes, very. And I wonder, well, I don't wonder. I don't I don't think Kevin Lyman would have ever put it to a vote even now in hindsight because I think he wanted to do what he wanted to do. But um, yeah, that clearly would have been zero to zero votes for that. No, oh, I, I bet some of those. <clears throat> Sorry, excuse me. Some of those knuckle draggers out there would have been like, yeah, man, come on. I'm sure Franz would have been all about that. No, I'm pretty sure not. I mean, from what I've been told, it was almost fully, fully universal that everyone voted like Craig off the tour, for example. Like, I'm not sure that more than 1% of people voted that he should stay on the tour, <laughs> from what I was told, at least. Um, and just from hearing the scuttlebutt after the whole front porch incident, the only people that really defended it were people on his team, frankly. Um, couldn't really find anyone that defended it at all. So, yeah, it is a perplexing situation. And, like, I don't know. I, I feel like Kevin gave people the vote so he so people felt like they had some kind of say in it, obviously. But at the same time, 
he should have just been kicked off the tour, right? Like, if everyone voted that he should have stayed on the tour, we would all be very mad right now that he was still on the tour. Like, right? does Kevin just not have a backbone? Like, what's happening here? Why is it a vote? Make a decision, man. It's your tour. Well, I, I, like I just said, I think it's clear why he had people vote. Um, because he wanted people to have the sense of democracy. But in a case like this, like, we don't need you to have democracy. Like, people probably just don't want you to have someone that has harassed individuals on the tour. That should be the case of anyone on the tour. So, and obviously that feeds back to someone that has, you know, harassed and talked with underage uh, girls, like front porch step. So, it, you know, it's kind of, I don't know, hypocritical is the right word, but whatever. I'm glad he's not on the tour. Let's say that, right? Like, that's a good thing. Um, you know, I, know, I, whatever, I hope he's like, just gets his life in order and then goes away forever. So I don't have to hear about him. Cause honestly, he's not worth all of this fuss. Oh, this guy worth. is truly not worth all of the drama and all of the garbage that he puts people through. Yeah. We are, we are so very far removed from him being relevant, but you know, I just, um, I don't know. It, so, so how did people vote? Was it like a survivor type thing? Like, it was, was there a ballot there, It was box? ballot. It was, ba- there was like a yes and a no card, basically. <laughs> this seems absurd. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, I, I think it was done very well, apparently. Like, there wasn't any, and no one left like, this was a bullshit thing. But, yeah, I mean, he should have just been kicked off the tour. Like, it shouldn't have even been dragged out two days. I just don't understand why. Uh, I, I, it just blows my mind that obviously they he signed this contract, right? And he didn't abide by the contract. But you know, if, if the line is a, is assault or you know verbal harassment or whatever he's alleged of doing to to whomever, how is that not appropriate behavior? But what front porch step? is alleged to have done did i don't know where we are in this i'm gonna say alleged to have done how is that not worse if not the same i think it's way worse (laughs) of course it's of course it's way worse but how can you like how can you kick this guy off the tour and not let them play a show but let this guy i you know i'm just like i'm done with the i'm done with the warp tour man i'm done i just you're done i'm done so are you glad you didn't go a few days ago? Yeah, I am actually. Um, because I just don't like the way things have things have been handled in any of this. It's been handled very disingenuously all the way around. And I just, I'm done. I'm done. You're done. So done. what if uh, what if all press asks you to write a cover story for an artist on Warp Tour next year? I wouldn't go. I wouldn't do it. Really? I wouldn't do it. I bet you'd do it. I could not within my moral code do it. Wow. I, I just don't like I I don't like the way things have gone. I, I have been I, I don't dis- blame you. I'm not I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just surprising. I've been very disillusioned by the way that things have unfolded over the last six to eight months with all of this. And you know, frankly, there are better ways to spend a summer day than outside with thousands of teenagers with a lot of bands that I frankly couldn't care less about. Sorry, wonder years. I will see you guys in the fall. (laughs) Don't leak anything, man.
Substream.com. Damn, went for it. <laughs> I went so, for it. So that's just that's just where I am. Um, other people have to make decisions on their own. You know, you have you have other inter- you have other things that you have to worry about. You've got bands' careers to worry about. But you know, for me, I, I just don't feel that it's something I I feel comfortable supporting anymore. So I'm going to take a stand. Obviously, Kevin's not going to miss my money because I haven't paid for a Warp Tour in seven years. But um, sick brag. It's it's not a sick brag. I'm just saying, like, I know. I, ultimately, I know like me me voting with my feet is not going to change anything because he's not going to get he's not going to get any less money from me. But it's just it's um it's the principle of the thing, and I'm just I just can't do it anymore. So um, no, I, I, I feel you. I was I was really kind of on the fence for a long time about whether I should go to the the show in in Maryland, just purely to see the Wonder Years. It's just kind of knowing all of the things that had gone on with the front porch step thing and how disgusting, frankly, that was, and um, just kind of came to the conclusion that I just it, I just couldn't do it. Just just was not uh, not something that I wanted to be associated with anymore. So. I respect your decision. I think I know some other people that have made similar decisions. Um, and yeah, I'm obviously in a different situation than you. And I also don't know if I wouldn't go if I didn't have bands on the tour or potential future bands on the tour. But I, I don't think anything you've said is wrong. I'm I think always what right. What you've said is right. <laughs> no, you're definitely not always right. You're going to be wrong a lot. Well, I'm right like 30% of the definitely time. Definitely 30% of the time. Yeah. Well, thanks for listening to Simpler Sound this week. Uh, we will be back next week with our 28th episode. Uh, we had a lovely time talking uh, to you, as always. We hope you'll be back next week. You can keep up with us at simplersound.fm. Evan Lucy is my friend, at Evan Lucy, and I am at Zizarillo. We'll see you next week. Bye.